fun. This is so funny. I don't know what I keep doing. This is like the third time I've tried to like record something. And I am just like this person that's like, okay, whatever, right? I'm like, okay, I'm taking like 60 minutes of probably talking and probably going to concise it into three minutes, basically, because I'm like tired now. <laughs> I'm like tired of talking. Who would ever think that I'd be done talking, right? I'm like the talker. So basically, the gist of what I was saying for the last hour was basically saying, okay, so 6 to 18, that was the ages I did with my last recording. It was basically finding closure. Hey, I'm okay. I'm okay with how I was raised, how I was educated, all of those things, because really it was the best education I possibly could have had awesome you know I might have had hang-ups about different things over the years I had hang-ups about oh it was too stressful oh I felt like I didn't get I was disadvantaged because of this that or the other but at the end of the day I did get enough challenge I get enough challenge and I got and it was even to the point where I challenged myself a lot to be able to execute in that area of my life and it was good right like, I actually had the best of all the worlds that I could possibly have had in my experience in that system, right? And then, by the time I was 18, it became really clear, especially when a friend shared with me this one book, it became clear that there's a whole other world out there of not just becoming educated in this one little community to be able to get this one little cute little piece of paper. There's a whole world and a history and an eternal progress in this world of education here, right? It just opened my eyes and my vision and horizon like hugely. So then when I went through this book, I was like, okay, I get it, you know? I get it that I get to be this person that just gets to figure out Know, what am I going to do because of what I know now, right? Because I go through this book and basically there's a few things in it that were my tops, you know, my very tops of how, why this was such a significant book to me. Because basically it was the first time that I felt really validated in a few things. One, the author was amazing. He explained a story and how, you know, he went through all the hoops, played all the games that all of his teachers told him to play to get certain marks to get certain letters behind his name and all of that stuff. But then by the time he got these cute little papers, he felt empty. He was like, this was a joke, you know? Like, I do not feel in integrity with what this title is telling other people that I know how to do, right? So then he had to be like, okay, so then what? So then what? Because I know what I know, and I know I need to be in integrity with what other people think that I should be able to do and say and, and be able to perform for them. So now what, right? So then he was like, okay, so let's go back. Let's go back into you know, the history of the world, of all the greatest moral leaders that there ever was in the world. And let's think for a little bit. What were their education paths? How be, did they become experienced or educated in whatever it was that they did, right? And so he went back, and, and something he found was a pattern in all of these greatest moral leaders in the world. And basically the pattern was they were all, in some way, shape, or form, homeschooled. And they were somehow, way, shape, or form, they had classics and mentors to guide them along their path of their education, right? And that was it. It was simple and basic, right? It didn't have to do with a public system of education. It didn't have to do with like a specialized anything. It was more to do with, oh, hey, let's work with what we have. 
Let's work with the best of what we can find around us. And let's work with it, right? And let's, let's be honest and sincere and earnest about what our purpose is and why we're getting educated for these purposes. And let's do this, right? And so basically that's what it was. Like he nailed it out. I love how he simplified education. You know, getting the most top-notch education is actually a very simple thing. It's more to do with allowing the students to educate rather than the teachers, right? And for them to become the experts of their own education, right? So the ownership of that education. And then to become these people that, that are taking ownership of their education, these people that are just like, just knocking it out of the park. Not because they have this fancy curriculum or not because they're in this like, you know, like lucrative, like educational program that is supposed to create these like really smart people or whatever. No, it was because these individual people took the time to get their education, right? It's just like what I learned all the while in my youthhood that the people that had testimonies in the gospel, the strongest people I knew, were people that took their own personal time to actually study the scriptures in their personal time, right? They were the people that actually took the time to really ponder in their hearts. What were they prayerful about? What did they need to be learning, right? Like what was the spirit actually telling them to learn kind of stuff, right? And then they apply it to the scripture world, right? But then it's like taking that level of attentiveness to our personal scripture study, our personal testimony in the gospel of Jesus Christ and applying it into the other things oh. to learn as well, right? Version the the other the other areas of learning that Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Mother, all of the greatest of greats know about, right? Taking the time to know what they know, um, yes, in the gospel and everything else, right? So that was kind of one of the gists that I really appreciated about that book. Um, and then, and then of course, you know, I've talked a lot about this, you know, the whole glaze, right? Just trying to make sure that we are simplifying our and minimizing as much as possible the glaze opportunities of our world. Can I have some? Yeah, it's for you. And that's the only thing I can have? Oh, no, you okay. can't have way more. Thank you. This one has less flavor because it's just a tiny tang at the back. Nice. Um, so then that's where I'm at with that. I believe in that because I believe there's a lot of power and a lot of, you know, because it's a slight edge thing, right? When we allow too much glaze to enter into our lives, we squash our innovation with compliance, right? And that can't be. Like, I am a huge advocate for innovation, creativity, inner genius, for that to be nourished in a soil that will nourish that rather than planting this beautiful seed into a soil that is is forcing them to comply right and 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 choking out of them all of the genius that was there ripe and ready to like be flourished and blossomed and things like that but the environment was not appropriate to do that for them there it wasn't a nutrition nutritious soil right it wasn't watered properly it wasn't there wasn't enough sunshine you know you could take the same seed plant them in totally different environments and one will live and one will die right that's kind of where i'm going with this maybe that's why i needed to do this recording like three times over because 
I needed to get to the point where I could really explain it just like that because that is exactly what's going on. You know, people, people don't really pay attention to the glaze over thing very much in, you know, my general space of people that I'm with. You know, a lot of parents don't pay attention to it. They just, you know, yes, they pay attention. Yeah, my kids feel bored about this, but they kind of like, they kind of push it in this way of like, oh, but it's good for them to feel bored sometimes because then they can like become innovative themselves, right? And and have bored times to inspire them to have time to think about what they're going to do so they're not bored, right? So it can create some kind of self-reliance. That's kind of the general feel of most people. Whereas I... Yes, I believe in that, and I feel like if the opportunity is there, I'm totally all about like filling our lives as much as possible with all of the things that are just going to make the difference, right? You know, that's why we choose to invest in things like theater academies or like, you know, invest in things like, you know, getting like, I don't know, different like puzzles or things or like different art supplies. Like, I don't know anybody else that buys as many pens as we do or cares about getting like as much paper as possible to be able to have in stock just for that moment to come, right? To, to, be, to allow for that environment to be ready to provide for those moments of like, I just need to draw something, you know? Otherwise, I'm going to get the jitters, right? It's like, okay. You can draw, right? Or like, or like Belize in getting a piano. And like one day I want to have five pianos, right? I don't think twice about that, right? I just need to get the courage to know how to get other people on my team to then execute on some of these like ambitions that I have, right? And so like basically that's what I think about that. I love that this book talks about all of those things. You know, the, don't, you know, make sure the glaze doesn't happen as often as possible. Like try to protect that environment so that glaze doesn't have to be this like thing that happens very often, right? More frequently than, than all of the other things that are actually nutritious for the seed to grow, right? You know, wind is okay, right? It's okay for the wind to blow on the plant and grow it stronger, you know? It's okay for, you know, the plant to overcome certain diseases and things like that, right? But like, and like hurricanes and stuff, but I don't want to, like, it, at all possible, I want to be aware of what are going to be the things that are going to be the killers, right? And that's what it is. It's glaze kills learning, right? Then you don't want the glaze. They are, f- like, learning killers, fun killers. Like, it's kind of like the difference between... People that grow up in an environment where everybody loves gardening. Everybody. So the kids grow up believing to their core that gardening is fun versus a family that hates gardening, does it out of drudgery. Their kids grow up and they hate gardening. They believe that gardening is the worst thing they could ever spend their time on. They hate weeding, they hate watering, they hate everything to do about it because all they see is work. Whereas there's another family where they, all they see is opportunity and they are addicted to the next thing that they could plant and the next place that they can consider that it might grow and how like, you know, if they plant it here, then the birds would enjoy this and then like this, this plant would be happy with this and like they could, it's this like symbiotic relationship and they love that, right? They are all over that day and night, anytime. Let's just do more of it. Let's just, we just wish gardening was a season all year long, right? So we could just keep doing this rather than an ending, you know, and only being like maybe, maybe six months long, mostly just two months long, right? So anyways, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Next night, can you ask before using my smoothie? It's just kind of like when you make fries and other people didn't know that it was yours that you were making. Can you check? 
but there's still some <coughs> Recipe. What was it? Almond milk. Lemon zest. Mango. Mango and honey. Sweet. And lemon juice. And lemon juice. I have never done that. Mango and lemon juice in a smoothie. You already have some. Is she lying? <laughs> Mimi, we can share. See? We can make some more. I can share more with you, Mimi. I still have some. See? I can give you scoop. Uh, just use your big cup for right now. That's all we have until we wash room dishes. So anyways, that's where I'm at. All I wanted to do was talk about this book because it really made a difference for me when I turned 18 to help me have hope, right? Because I was kind of in this wandering phase. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll go to BYU. Maybe I'll just keep helping my parents. Maybe I'll go to the university that's like, you know, in the capital city of my area and hope that that's going to like set me up for a good future. But I really didn't know. But when I read this book, it was like, you know what? It really actually doesn't matter what program I go into, who I'm with at any given moment, as long as I hold on to some of these truths that I learn right now and carry it with me no matter who I'm with no matter what school I'm with, no matter what environment I'm with, no matter who I'm married to, no matter who my kids are, if I just hold on to these truths of like, you know, just like, it's a human need, you know, over the time I've learned that there's many human needs that a person has, right? There's like four human needs that are just in the physical world, and then there's two human needs that are in the spiritual realm, right? And that's learning, which is growth, and it's service right so when we tap into a lifestyle where we're constantly learning and constantly serving we allow for ourselves to meet all of our human needs and everybody else's in our circle and be a blessing not only to ourselves but others and we protect ourselves from addictions because we have positive vehicles in order for us to use those vehicles to, to focus our energies on rather than getting getting intertwined into all these addictions and stuff that that people become ensnared with, right? But when a person is, is supercharging their life with as much service and as much learning as they possibly can, there's no possible way they can, they can, they will succumb to the darkness of going below the line and stay there for a long time, right? Like maybe they'll fall like for five minutes at a time or like a day at a time or maybe for a season, right? But as long as a person is committed to a life and their mission of learning and serving as much as possible, it just can't happen. You can't fall too far. Oh, you would love some more too, Mama. Yeah. That's the last one. So that's what I love about that. Oh, but the lemon, it's only, it's only half the lemon. Half the lemon. It's not okay. even all of the lemon juice. Okay. And then that smoothie last half didn't even have half the lemon. It had like a teeny bit. And did you do zest too? Yeah. I did I made a first smoothie and I didn't drink all of it. Then I put that at the bottom as the milk. I'll need the light. Okay. But that, you don't have to do it that way. You can just put that lemon juice in the milk and the milk.